I've got dry nose syndrome. Right. <laughs> I thought this would be the perfect place oh, to talk about it. Yeah, great. That's, <laughs> no, that's um, fantastic content. Let's talk about that for an hour. I think because I'm living in the mountains now. Right. I'm pirate. <laughs> Needing nose patch. Yeah. But because we have fires on and heating and stuff. Oh, right. It's like dry all the time. Yeah, so that's a bit good. painful. A bit annoyed. Yeah. But we're at the end of another season. So... Now that we've spoken about you living in the mountains, yeah, are we it's, done I, I don't, about I don't it? have to. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a next season at all. <laughs> next season on Mountain Pirate Radio. We, we actually had a couple of emails from people, and um, one of the emails was, um, is "Shut that, up." Did, did any themes come up? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Welcome to episode 20 of Australian Design Radio, to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn, and with me, as always, is Matt. How are you, Matt? Good, thank you. So, we're up to episode 20, as you said, which is technically ties out the season. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means later. But for now, it means that it's just Matt and me staring at each other across from a table. Oh, it's kind so of a bit romantic. of a weird, weird setup we've got here. Yeah. I mean, much better than the room we used to be in. That's true. God, that was like 10 episodes ago in our little hot box. Yeah. In summer, in a sweaty room. Yeah. yeah. We had to ask everyone to take off their shoes before they came in. Yeah, they didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. I thought this was a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, this is much, much, much nicer. And we've got new gear and everything. Hopefully that comes through in the audio quality. Yeah. Certainly making it a lot easier for editing and stuff like that. And I was really looking forward to coming and doing this it's sort of every 10 episodes or something kind of to look back on, yeah. on where we've come from and uh, I guess what what the season kind of meant to us and mm. but also uh, we've been getting a whole bunch of emails yeah through and we originally thought oh maybe we'll do them in the show but typically what happens is we well just the people we have on yes yeah. kind of I get so interested and so kind of want to know more and more and more it's yeah. um it's, there's never any time. So, this is a good place to kind of throw a couple of those emails in. Yeah, this is a junk pile <laughs> episode, basically. <laughs> the quality. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's something we talk about a lot, um, talking about, you know, what should the format of this show be and, and everything. And when we originally had the idea, which some of you may know, it was, it was sort of meant to be a cross between kind of news and also having, you know, regular industry guests it's kind of organically changed from that kind Can of... Can I jump in there? That's a nice segue into oh, one yeah. of our emails. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So, Jeremy from Melbourne, and I don't think... It, it's not Jeremy from Jackie Winter. Right. He said... Well, he basically said, what's the point? I, should yeah. I read the whole... Yeah, I should read the whole read thing. Read the whole thing. Okay. Hi, guys. Loving the show. Look forward to it each week. I was interested to know what the original concept for the show was and whether it changed over time. Oh, wow. So, I'm clearly completely unprepared for this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I just started talking about. No, but it's... it's I it mean, has changed. It has changed. It's God, it, I, yeah, it has to change. I mean, it's, it's exciting to change it. I think from the very start, we always wanted a very discussion-focused kind of talk that someone felt like they were kind of like just looking in or sitting at the table, like right. a third person at the table. Yeah, yeah. Fly um, on the wall, I think, yeah. was... I think we've struggled with that a little bit in the sense that I think I definitely me sometimes just goes into the reporter kind of like, and then what happened? And then this. And You're then, right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and it becomes a bit more of an interview thing. Yeah. It depends on person to person as well. Mm. Some people are incredibly comfortable sort of talking and other people are a little bit freaked out of their own voice, 
we certainly were a little bit like that. But but yeah, it's, cert- it's certainly changed and I hope it continues to change. I, I mean, it's the spice of life. This is the thing that we do around all of our work and all of our family and all of our friends. So, you know, we don't want to be stuck into doing one particular thing and we want to be open to change. And, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time, entrepreneurship and changing ideas and, you know. I think that whole evolution thing really excites me. And I think I think it's probably as I get older, the sense of looking back and like hindsight. Right. And even so, you know, in the first 20 episodes, it maybe it wasn't making much sense. You know, when they got to 50 or 100 episodes, it was like, oh, no, I completely see how that... Yeah, right. It's it's kind of like um, I'm rewatching. I have like a terrible habit of rewatching shows and I'm rewatching. I don't know how you can do that. Community. Right. Because I watch, I watch it with my partner. She's got us into a really bad habit of having something on when we fall asleep. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. But anyway, rewatching Community because it's funny as hell. Watch the whole first season. I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then we watch the first two episodes of the second season, and it just hits its stride like nothing right. else. There's all these little things that you just remember, and you just think, oh man, they they clearly looked at that first season, yeah, reflected on it, and then everybody found their spot, you know. Yep. I I always remember you telling me about um, New Girl. New Girl, right? And I remember getting it and watching it and thinking, I don't. I thought me and Flynn had similar kind of. <laughs> But then you were like, just keep with it, keep with it. And, and the, it, it did actually get really It does funny. turn around, yeah, doesn't it? Really. So, but I mean, I think for us, that's normally why we have a bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, now it's probably a good time to talk about that. We probably won't be having a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple of things have happened behind the scenes uh, for, for Matt and I and ADR and everything. And, and mostly, it's just a good problem to have. Basically, we mm. just have too many really good people that we have had kind of lined up for a couple of weeks, in some cases a couple of months, or some people that we've just had on our list for a while that we wouldn't turn down, and they're coming up really soon. So, I think for our minds and souls, it would be good to take a break at some stage, (laughs) but that's not happening anytime soon. So, we're going to keep kind of producing shows once a week, just basically because the stars have aligned and certain people can are able to come on the show, and we want to do it. Um, So, we said we would do it, so we're going to do it. So, let's jump through what happened this season, maybe. Yep. We kicked off with Ian Haig. So oh, right, yeah. That was a pretty wild one because that was a live event at the Jackie Winter uh, Gives You the Biz. Yep. We prepared for it. We did. We, yeah, we, we, we did dry runs, everything. It was pretty... Yeah, so I mean, you've done this. You've, you've been stuck kind of doing public speaking a lot of your life, the same, the same as I have as well. And you can definitely over-prepare for stuff. Yep. I think everybody in the world has had experience of being underprepared for something. But overprepared is an issue as well. And we, I'm not saying we're in that category. We were right in the middle. I usually, I tend to these days overprepare more. Yep. I never underprepare anymore. But the mistake I make personally is I'll overprepare and then it's a bit too rigid and structured and robotic. Yep. Um, and you kind of you kind of run through the jokes too quickly because you've heard them so many times. So you're like, yeah, whatever. And through it, but yeah. everyone else is like, whoa, forgot to pause for <laughs> the last the first and, time, and they can't tell it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. And you just insulted someone. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work out really well. It's done exactly that. But I think Ian Haig having him, yeah. was just amazing. I mean, he just he just had me laughing so much. Yeah. just while we're preparing, and and then I felt like the actual live event was completely different than how we kind of prepared. Yeah. Um, which just because it's him and he just has so many great stories to tell and mm. I found it so funny him keep on going on about Game of Thrones and yeah and he tied the jokes in together and everything because he's just a humorous kind of smart witty kind of guy oh, really so. smart yeah 
But that was great. And that was a nice little thing to do, like doing a live yep. live version of a podcast. Like, what the hell is does, does that mean? And no one knew. And then we figured it out and, you know, go yeah. with the flow. So, it was cool. Then we caught up with Nick. That was great. Gower. So, Nick... Nick, Nick so Nick's really interesting um, in many, many, many different different reasons. But um, so I, I taught him as a student, mm. and um, and they were terrible students. Like yeah. They were just they just always were <clears throat> not turning up. But they always got the work done, and the work was always really good. Yeah. And you kind of couldn't argue when they were doing some massive clients, like real real world clients. Like they had their company going before they left college. Yeah. And just to see how far he's come. I mean, like I catch up with him all the time, but. Just, I guess, in that kind of scenario, actually being able to have like a full-on conversation about where he is and, and what he's doing and just some of the processes that they use and mm. um, the thinking that they, they employ. It's Yeah, it was really impressive to see just how far he's come. Yeah, and then from my... It, it's funny because then I have this whole other completely different relationship mm. with him. I was working in their studio. Mm. So, you know, wasn't quite my boss, but in a way, hierarchically was my boss. You know, I'm in his house doing work and yep. listening to him and learning from him and everything so it's really funny that we've both had completely the opposite yeah kind of relate well, maybe not the opposite not but, the, yeah but he, a different he, he different still told of, me what to do <laughs> yeah i'll bet he did <laughs> yeah i'll bet he did but that was really good and there's several people kind of on this list that i'd love to have on again mm. like roll the dice again and just talk about something completely different and nick's definitely one of those people because i've had conversations with nick about something quite random that's been incredibly interesting he's just an interesting mm. considered kind of person and then we jumped into nathan so yep. nathan young from the distillery and just hearing a little bit more about uh i guess an australian business spreading out overseas yeah and we talked about southeast asia a lot mm. as well which was interesting to me because it's like completely zero experience so i have 100 percent more experience oh, really? than i had beforehand because <laughs> right. i don't yeah. know anything about yeah. it and i want to talk about these um clever titles that i've given these shows oh yes so it's 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 frustratingly annoying that no one's ever commented on um how <laughs> hilarious and punny some of these are distilling the long memoirs i thought was actually quite a good one and no one has mentioned it so i'm just gonna Going to bring it up myself, and if you feel like buying me a beer because of the hilarious title, that's f- that's fine with me. It is fine. It's not. It's not a problem at all. Then Matt Hopper. Matt. Yeah. So that kind of came out of nowhere. It's. Um... Yeah, I was going. I was going to say that was one of those ones that we we kind of happened through almost almost serendipity. Mm. The opportunity was there. He was he was here, and you suggested it, and I made myself available, and we just kind of did it ghetto style. Because you were kind of going into that blind a little bit, weren't you? Completely blind. So I'd never, I'd a never met Matt, mm. and b didn't know much about him to be honest. But you suggested that he'd be good. He was, of course. And then Tim K. Finally. Yeah, finally. So yeah. on the opposite side of the spectrum, someone that we, you know, known for years and was on our, you know, kind of hit list from the very beginning, like many people have been and many people still are. But yeah, Tim, Tim Kotsioskas. Kotsiakos. Kotsiaskos. Yeah, good friend. <laughs> well, that's because no one ever really knows his last name. I don't so even... I mean, I Tim never K. ever say anything other than Tim K uh, or write it down or anything. Mm. I think his email's even Tim, Tim K, isn't it? Yeah. Similar to what we talked about with Nathan in the sense of like, you know, Nathan going into a very different kind of location, different kind of market. Tim basically leaving a long, long time job uh, where he was, you know, executive CD and then starting up his own thing and just not really knowing what that looked like. Yeah, and w- another thing I like about about that kind of move is, I can feel very comfortable saying this, is Reactive is a fantastic company mm. and he was in a comfortable, great position yep. working with awesome people, o- yep. 
many of them we know and financially they're in a better position than probably they've ever been, all that sort of stuff. But he just kind of, time for change for him personally and he made the change. Yep. And it takes a lot of guts, I think. And um, it was good to be part of that like story for, mm. his, his, for his life. To actually know? hear it live as he was sort of going through it. Yeah. The, the whole sense That's of, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, just the, you know, we, we were asking some questions and he was like, I don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've sort of been keeping up with him like every couple of weeks and just saying, hey, how's it going? They're busy, man. They're really yeah. busy and he's looking for more staff. And so that's great. Yeah. So it's just, it's really paid off for him. And I, he seems really happy. Busy, but really happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then Jenny. Jenny. Jenny, the nicest designer in Australia, I think. Yeah. And, and I've got. I've got a right to say that because you know, hopefully no one heard it on... I think we did a pretty good job of the edit. We learned how to edit. Well, <laughs> we, you, you learned how to edit. We know how this. to edit now, yeah. Um, because... We only edit a little bit, actually. Like, we don't... It's not like we cut out a whole no, lot of stuff, no, but, but we did, cut, we did what, cut this out. What, what we cut out was... Um, so, I've moved to the mountains. don't know whether I've mentioned that. I don't think we mentioned it. Should we talk about <laughs> it again? It's really interesting that you moved to the mountains. But I've got really good internet there and um, much better than I had in Bondi. So, um, I was like, I'm going to be working from home today. So, let's do it over the internet. It'll be amazing. And I was on Skype all day and I tested and tested. And it was all great. But the one time it decided to mess up was when we were actually doing the episode with Jenny. Yeah. So, um, we got about 10 minutes in and then maybe 15 minutes and everything started going pear-shaped. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think the only words you could hear from me at one point was uh, swear words. They're basically probably. profanity, profanity. And then, you know, imagine like any any sitcom that you've ever seen where the phone is breaking up and all you can hear is like, bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. And I think it kind of got looped for a while. Yeah. And just kept on saying the same words over and over again. Yeah. And we, yeah. Just, got head, we just got headsets. So, that was awesome for Jenny, just not being able to get away from <laughs> me swearing. Yeah. So... so um, Basically, she basically she was there for the the worst technical problems we've ever had, um, and she was and she, she was, was such a pro, so lovely about it. Um, and, and and we still got a really amazing. I, I felt like it was still some of the yeah. stuff she said is still resonating with me, just especially about the whole, you know, packaging, and how it's ruled um, very much by the big two, Woolworths and Coles, right? And just about how and you go into Woolworths and Coles now, and there's so much like own brand stuff now. Yeah, um, start looking at it a little bit differently. Exactly. So yeah, so she she was amazing. So yeah, yeah ten points to to Jenny for for, for twenty up with points. That. Twenty out of ten. Twenty points. I'd also like to add in that the title of that was "Fast Moving Consumer Good Times." Ah, uh, amazing. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's pretty good. And then Rich Davy. Yeah. So you've known Rich long longer than I have. Yeah, Rich has. Taught all sorts of, all sorts of times through our tractor industry programs, and he's really knowledgeable in lots of areas. So he's um, and he's always he's he always is. up for it. You can just ask him any question, and he'll know something about it. It's yeah, every, he's got a lot of experience in the digital space. Uh, I'd like to do a TV show with him one day. Oh yeah, just ask Rich and see see <laughs> like you win if if you get a question that he can't answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's good to have him again. Like finally on the show is one of those kind of people that always figured we'd have on at some stage and yep. then everything worked out and kind of came on and had a good chat yeah he was amazing really got to speak more about ux as well which is something that yeah. i think you and i speak about a lot personally yeah and so um it was really nice to have someone who knew so much more than us um and just to really kind of find out what was going on yeah in, in his mind with ux and then episode 18 it was was buzz osborne yeah which which 
I mean, again, you know, Rich, we talked, I just love how, I love digging into the personal stories there. You know, Rich obviously was, was, the story was very much about his travels and how he sort of designed and taken all around the world. And and Buzz was just the kind of evolution of his role, I guess. And we talked a lot about um, names, you know, whether, whether you're a UX designer or a digital designer or a graphic designer. Yeah. And, you know, Buzz is a perfect example where that doesn't really apply because it all makes sense how yeah. how he sort of he just well I think he said that you know he just he's looking for problems and he and he loves solving a problem yeah so. it's comments like that from people like Buzz that about kind of what's in a title and kind of oh, you know someone someone like that sort of saying I don't know I I, I suppose I do UX I don't know if I do yeah. this you know kind of stuff that makes me a lot of the time when I see these sort of titles popping up yep. and kind of articles about I'm not a UI designer I'm a UX designer and it's a big article <laughs> on it and I can get the point a lot of the time and sometimes you can take stuff out of it but a lot of it's crap yeah it's bull crap you know most of the time it's you know it can be quite fashionable and mm. just trendy and all that sort of stuff so I mean last week we had Matt Jackson, Jackson. yeah friend of mine for a long time who's been doing some really interesting stuff in hmm. the design industry particularly with illustrators but also with the kind of creative kind of solution kind of area so yeah matt well matt's he's matt he's yeah. amazing yeah. <laughs> he's just he constantly puts me on the back foot and i just i love kind of chatting with him because it's just and he really enjoys putting people on the back foot oh yeah he's, absolutely he's, he's he, he, he wants to challenge people to kind of help people understand a bit more i guess or understand yeah. themselves a bit more or that was an interesting one to uh edit because he has got a great laugh oh really <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was that kind of like it was like all quite you know nice kind of conversation then like a really big kind of laughter and these mics pick up yeah quite that <laughs> laugh that spike a lot yeah yeah I've, I've i've seen it i've seen it myself i i enjoyed that that conversation thoroughly he matt's kind of i i realized as we would as we were doing it that he's really listening to what you say mm. lots of people aren't listening to what you say you know that old thing they're not listening to you they're waiting for their chance to talk yep um he's not yep. i really enjoyed that whether you know he's dismissing what i what, what i might say immediately after it doesn't matter he's no, actually genuinely listening yeah no i don't think he'd ever he's he's so interested in people's viewpoints Mm. Uh, uh, I think you know anything he can kind of add to his further understanding of life and the universe, and mm. I think um, is is really good. Mm. Do you have a favourite episode? It's probably because it's really recently in my mind. It's really tough. This one, it would be. I'm going to cheat, of course, mm-hmm. because whatever is the first one and the last one. So I think the live at Jackie Winter gives you the biz. I think because there was so much involved with yep. with that and people probably don't know or, or having known probably care, but there was a, there was a lot of thinking that had gone in behind um, and risk and risk taking involved in that. That could have been really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Audio could have not worked. Um, who knows if a live podcast translates to... Matt could have froze. Yeah, <laughs> Matt could have froze. <laughs> Matt, that's your line. I mean, at, there was at one point I, I felt like I was writing back to, to Jeremy Wartzman who invited us really kindly to come along and I thought maybe he'd made a mistake and there was some sort of miscommunication of what we we're actually doing. Like, are we going to be sitting outside talking about everyone else that was on yeah. stage or are we actually on stage? What's happening here? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that that was a mountain to climb, I think. And everybody kind of came together and did a really good job. And I really enjoyed just kind of talking to Matt. 
Yeah, it's interesting you picked those two because I, I love them all and, you know, the whole reason we do this is because we love it. I thought I was copping out. I said two. You said ten. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. But I think the first one, it was it, was, it felt really risky, felt different, felt, um, you know, I was quite nervous. Because we were thinking, does anybody even know what ADR is? Yeah, and, and also... Yeah, I just think, and you know, it wasn't really clear. I remember sitting in the audience as we were waiting for our turn oh, to go yeah. on, and and just that whole. It seemed like some of the other speakers have kind of shifted off what they were supposed to be speaking about, and they were kind of speaking about what we were supposed to be speaking about. And I was right. kind of like, oh, that's like all our lines. That's like right. that's like our whole thing. Uh, but then you know, just working with Ian was was amazing. So. Mm. The question I have, it's not like we're anywhere near running out of people, but what, how long do we go through before we invite some, some people to come back <laughs> and talk about something else? Because I'm thinking back, like even thinking about Chris, Chris. Doyle from before and how, how much, like, you know. I just get so much out of. <laughs> yeah. This leads me on to a very a good question from Richard. Oh, yeah. Richard from Wagga Wagga. Oh, yeah. Who hey, is Rich. one Australian designer you would love to interview that you haven't already? It's always the same answer from me. Me? <laughs> uh, Mark Gowing. I want to talk oh, to really? Him. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I've interviewed Mark a few times. Yeah. And he's, he's fascinating. Yeah. He's so fascinating. So, yeah, he, he'd be really good. He's one of my favorite designers and he's... Why? Heard him, um, that's, a, that's a really tough one. Um, I think aesthetically, like, I like all the formist attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, you know, through his work, it's made me discover the whole idea of, of form mm-hmm. and, and shape and some of the things he's mentioned in his talk, um, you know, a talk that he's done once at some place or whatever. And I wrote copious notes. I was like, wow, this guy's really interesting. I might research some of these things he mentioned. Mm. And then it's taken me down these really interesting rabbit holes that I think has potentially made me a more well-informed member of the design community yep. because of the stuff that he mentioned, the people that he mentioned and stuff. So, I've just kind of always related that to... To Mark himself, mm. I suppose. It's also a tough nut to crack. <laughs> I haven't haven't had much to do with him, but you when, know, I think he's when think when you fantastic. get the time. I, it was one really illuminating interview I did with him, which was for a journal, which was about Melbourne versus Sydney design. Oh right, and um, and he was amazing. Just and it was supposed to be like a little kind of. I think it was like a. A 250 word comment or something and we ended yeah. up making it like a 2000 right word feature because it was just uh he just had so much interesting stuff to say and it was yeah like a 10 minute conversation turned into a two and a half hour conversation and right and i think at that time back in those days i was um it was over the phone and it was i was doing everything um typewriter or something yeah pr- pretty much <laughs> it was like i was literally recording it and then typing it back out Oh, right. Yeah. So, that took me a like long... Like in the castle where he's making his own memos. And he's talking, you know, <laughs> yeah. You just write pretty it. Pretty much exactly so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? Um, look, I've... this. I saw this email before you, so I've had a little bit more time to think about it. Um, this season, we've talked about a lot of kind of future stuff and about what's really happening in the industry now and what's really going to happen, you know, in the next couple of years, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And... I'm quite. I would be interested to talk to some more of the founding fathers of Australian design, right? Okay, and just get their kind of opinion. I, as you probably know, but maybe our listeners don't know. I I had the the privilege to help Simon Pemberton out with one of his projects he was doing called um, uh, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, yeah. and it was where he looked at twelve or thirteen kind of the founding fathers of Australian design and kind of got their opinion about what. Um, 
what they thought about design, what they wanted from design and, and kind of how they started. And this is a documentary. Yeah, and it still hasn't actually come out. It was about seven years ago we, f- we filmed it. And um, and just for whatever reason, you so know, really seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. So wow, it, it's um, you know, for whatever reason, Simon just hasn't hasn't been able to to get it out. But I think it, it's going to come out this mm. year. But you know, being in in the in the room with people like Ken Cato and Gary Emery, David Lancashire, right. Miriam Kinney, who's one of my favourite humans on on the planet, right? Um, just it was just amazing to hear, just get such insights into into what they think. Mm. And so I'd almost like to kind of get their insight into what they think of UX or what they think of where digital's going or right. you know, how important information architecture is and, you know, that kind of thing. Just mm. because they they would have seen design change so much in their time already. But personally, I feel like design's changed even quicker in the last seven years. Um, because, you know, you go back seven years ago and we, you know, we'd, iPhone had just come out. Yeah. Didn't have an app store. Um, you know, and just think about how much of our design now is focused around those two things. I think we might have. I think we might have by then. But yeah, you're, if not, yeah. it's on the cusp. I, yeah. d- I, I only know we didn't because um, we do. when when we did you the prick. Uh, you did so much research. <laughs> no, when when we did the vivid um, talk, because uh, oh, yeah. it was six years. We were looking six years into the future. Yeah, and so I looked six years back, and so that was two thousand nine. Right, the App Store had just been released in two thousand nine. That was three months so. ago, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so Changed. it's just but it's so I'd I'd really like to hear what they they thought. So I think for next season I'd, I'm I'm going to try and contact a few of them and just see whether they're interested in coming on and mm. and um I'd really like to sort of yeah find out what what they think about this whole you know particularly Ken Kato is just he's so involved in so involved in the student kind of world as well particularly with the conference and mm. um you know what what he's seeing and what he's thinking and. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, they'd be great people to talk to. But yeah, so that sorry, that was a kind of long, long-winded answer. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for another in, uh, email? There's another in, email I pulled out that I thought would probably be worth talking about, and particularly because we just talked about the episodes. Yeah, bring it on. So Shannon from Perth said, "What was the biggest surprise from the guest you?" I like how we're season? going. Did you choose these people geographically? That I we did make it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we, based on the we, we we actually had a lot from Melbourne. And so, yep. and then I decided to only choose one from Melbourne. You shafted Melbourne? No, no, no. I, oh, you I've got actually, one from Melbourne. I actually haven't. We didn't get any from Sydney. Oh, which wow. Is a bit upsetting. Oh. So, they're yeah. sick of us in Sydney, I think. <laughs> so, Shannon, sorry, Shannon, messing up your, your question. What was the biggest surprise from the guests you interviewed this season? And is there a running theme? And obviously, the mountains is, is a great theme. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um,. The one thing that came up for me, and it was probably because of me, was this idea of seeding. So we talked. I felt like we talked about that quite a few times, right? And the so season. yeah, so like when a company might place someone in an organization, yeah, like a UX person would go work for the Commonwealth Bank for yeah. six months during a project. They'd be there for three days a week, and sometimes they're back two days a week, or sometimes they're there the full time. Whatever. And I just find this really fascinating, and. You know, many studios that I talk to are still talking about clients and client relationships in a very dated way. You mm. know, the kind of, you know, we went and got the brief, we checked in with them once or twice, and then we did the big reveal. And, and, and I see, it, when you look at what digital is doing, it's completely the opposite. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's very much, uh, they're, they're working together the whole way, very much being asked to the table at the very start of the project as well, um, where, look, when, when I finished school, it was it was very much... 
you were asked to make it look better. You know, there was an idea that was already ready to go, but you were there to make it more aesthetically pleasing or something right. like that. So you're dealing with like a marketing person or yeah, the yeah, internal would, would, would brand ask you in and, and hire you to do yeah, yeah, okay. And so I guess um, so this is a really big change, and I, and I think you know, so so therefore in in that way, it it then becomes a, a different sort of model of business you need and that sort of thing, mm. and you know I. I think the end of last season we were talking quite a bit about retainers and then, you know, I hadn't really heard about seeding before and then, mm. you know, I think um, Charlie from Frost talked to me about that and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then I found out quite a few people are doing it and it, it was mm. kind of a revelation to me. Yeah. Um, what about you? Any big themes? Um, I think not really, like necessarily through the show, but I think as you were talking about that, I I was just sort of reflecting on the last three months or something like that and something that I've noticed you were saying you weren't listening to me you were just waiting to talk yeah I was <laughs> no I'd listen to every single word you said Matt as I always do and I it reminded me um, of a conversation I was having with someone talking about that it was in an interview and obviously I won't say who this person was fortunately I probably can't remember the name but they, they said they were talking about deciding whether to go into digital or not this is a young person who'd recently graduated and every now and then I get really involved in that conversation. I'll end up turning a 20-minute portfolio review into like a one-hour conversation mm. about the meaning of life and everything. <laughs> and it reminded me of when I went back to... It reminded me of a long time ago that, that that was a decision that I made. That was something that the teachers were clearly talking about. They're like, either kind of you basically go into print or you could do this new crazy digital stuff. Or yeah. And that was the point of time that's what was happening. And I don't think... And we're certainly not teaching anybody this way, but I don't think that there, there is a decision anymore. You have to be adept at both. Um, my personal stance on it is that it's sort of like someone saying, well, I do Illustrator, but I don't do Photoshop. Right. It's like, that's just, you'll do whatever you need to do to get the job done. Thank you very much. Yep. But that whole decision about it. And as I was talking to um, him or her, I, I was trying to rack my brain to try to find an example. And I'm thinking about everything that I get to see, but I was struggling to put it into something that she could understand and then I thought of Frost Mm. and I thought oh and it all clicked at one time and I was just trying to explain it to someone who just who's just graduated and I'm like what does she know damn it what does he or she know (laughs) we're narrowing it down really quick but it was um that you could argue that Frost is probably one of the most is certainly one of the most prolific graphic designers um obviously has fantastic relationships with lots of you know high end people and mm. lots of cultural things very famous has always been famous and probably will never not be famous and he's still as a business invested in a digital arm of what mm. they do which is the nest and i think that speaks volumes when you think about it when you think about how famous that he can be how amazing and talented and all those sorts of things that you still need to be thinking about digital in some way shape or form yeah and you know if you wanted to work there a good way to do it might might be through the nest and you get yep. to do these amazing stuff it'd be anyway. great to have vincent yeah we should yeah we should definitely talk i'd love to have charlie on as well so she's she's just well she obviously works so, for the nest so charlie's producer yeah exactly the producer yep. so she's um just just such a wealth of information about you know that side of things about particularly the producing side of yeah. it, it and that's probably a position that people don't talk about too often because it's kind of like you know the 
digital designers, the UXs all get the kind of limelight, but the producers yeah. are the ones who are really making sure this all happens. Yeah, I don't even know what a producer really does. Should, we'll get her on. Yeah, <laughs> she, can tell, she can tell us. She can tell us exactly. It won't seem so foolish. <laughs> but yeah, Vince would be a good one to talk to as well. Obviously, he's had that book that came out. Yeah, recently. Design Your Life. Which I have not read. I, I bought it and I haven't. I've I've I, I got to see quite a bit of the stuff that was happening at that time because right. I was sort of I was talking to Vince a lot and um, some of some of the people who work for him. So I got I was lucky enough to see some of that. So yeah, no, I need to I need to spend time with it. He's just he's a really lovely guy as well in the sense of he's just so interested in things. Mm. He's so curious about things. Um, yeah, I had a great conversation with him a long time ago. I. Um, was contributing articles to Australian in front and I thought oh, I should just use this as an excuse to go and meet some people that I don't know and <laughs> yeah, good. it could help me out with my job yeah. it worked out really well actually um, but yeah I actually have audio from Vince but I never asked him if I could use it for should we podcast. just cut him in <laughs> we'll, we'll I didn't even think about it until just now but what I did and he was totally fine with it I said I just want to make sure I catch everything because I've got the Mark Gowing audio oh do you so we, should, we, we should swap <laughs> it'd be awesome we'll just cut it we'll cut bits that's we'll perfect make it sound like it's a new episode because so Kurt Cobain's got a new album coming out or something which apparently they've built oh right through his voice and yeah at what stage are we getting to um, like Tupac dancing on stage at Coachella yes. level of stupidness. Like at some stage. It's like I always, always kind of laugh that Tupac and Biggie like come out with an album every couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's like they died a long time ago. Yeah. And this, you know, we, it, we we never put it actually in the audio, but from Matt Jackson's conversation, mm. spoke a lot about Bob Dylan. Right. And just about that, how prolific he is. Mm. And, you know, he's still with us. And so when he goes what are we going to do with all that stuff? Because, you know, Kurt Cobain mm. or Biggie or Tupac, you know, they were younger. And yeah. And it's like they didn't have as much sort of back catalogue that they never got around to using. Mm. But people like Bob Dylan or, you know, some of those so those greats who are, who are a lot older, mm. you know, the Rolling Stones. Man, there's going to be like 30 albums. Yeah, you're right. The Rolling Stones after they're gone. Yeah. So, yeah, all that to look forward to. <laughs> Look forward, perhaps. So, talking of age, mm-hmm. big big time for you over the season. You you turned thirty. Yeah, not really. Hey, so um, you did. I did turn thirty. That's true. <laughs> that is true. What do you mean? I, I was saying before, there's it, nothing. Nothing has changed except for the fact that um, I got I got some cards and I had a really good night. But twenty nine is the same as thirty, and thirty seems yeah. the same as twenty five. And there is that thing when you're kind of looking at thirty and you're saying wow, I'm about to be 30 and, you know, that's that's going to be a big thing and then it happens and you're like, oh, no, nothing, yeah. nothing changed. No, I, I had no anticipation. I had no nothing. Mm. I was just, tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Just nothing. What's going on? What am I missing? Am I, do I have no soul, Matt? <laughs> no, I think, I think it's normal. I think the same for, I didn't have a 30th. So, my wife is a year older than me mm. and um, she was a little bit worried about turning 30. So, I decided to turn 30 that year as well. Right. So, well, so I did have a 30. I guess I didn't have a 29th. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you had a combined 30. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm looking at 40 this year, though. So... Are you looking at real 40 or are you looking at yeah, real Kate 40. and Matt 40? <clears throat> so, Kate is not having... She didn't have a 40th last year, so she's having a 40th Not interested year. in it? No, just uh, just sharing my 40th with me as yeah. opposed oh, okay. to... That makes sense. Yeah. So, it it is weird when you're looking at it from this side... Mm. And thinking, wow, like that's 
that's easily half of my life, I would say. Not Definitely. Unless yeah. they can bring out some amazing super drugs that keep me going for longer. But yeah, so that's... Well, just, keep ta- just keep taking stuff and hopefully you'll hit, <laughs> you'll hit the right one. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be weird. I'm, I'm probably more interested in 50. Like 50, that's kind of... You can really start getting eccentric at that point. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It'll be it'll be an interesting interesting thing. Yeah. What what else happened? Um, you quit Agda. Yeah. Do, you, do we want to talk about this now? I guess I guess it's worth talking about because we I guess we talked about it a few times hmm. on the show that I was pro Agda and you were not not pro Agda or not well, not not not, not pro Agda. No. I guess just. You've got, got my arms in the air, everybody. Yeah. No, I'm not. Not. I'm, I, I, yeah, we've been through this before, so I won't bore everybody with my. So, but what, but what happened with you? So, I was on the national board, and um, look, I have a tendency to put my hand up for everything, and I just, just realizing that you know my kids are getting older, and I wasn't getting to spend as much time with them, and because mm. you know I live in the mountains now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned mm-hmm. that before. No, you haven't. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, so. So that was, you know, that was one of the things, I guess, um, you know, and obviously really loving ADR and loving what's happening there. And, and I think Buzz mentioned it, you know, this idea of like, when you have an audience, like make sure that audience, you do everything for that audience. Right. And I kind of felt like my time was being divided, but I guess, um, I guess I'm, I'm an educator, I would say Mm -hmm. before a designer, I have a problem with, uh, educators being on a board of, an industry body, I guess. So you think they should be, or you think they shouldn't I, be? I don't think they should be. Right. I think the industry, which would which would be you. Yeah, which was, and I was. Yeah. And there's, and I just thought, what am I doing here? This is ridiculous. It's like there, there should be great industry people up here, and I should be helping mm. support them, um, as opposed to me being on the, on the national board. Right. Um, so I've always had a problem, and I don't I don't want to sound too much Groucho Marx. You know the kind of comment he made about like. I'd never be a part of a club that would have me. Oh, right. Kind of so I don't, I don't want to sound like that, but <laughs> I just think the national board of an industry body needs to be leading the industry and then mm. industry needs to be leading education. Sure. And yeah. I have a feeling sometimes education is trying to lead industry a little bit. Um, mm. So so that, and then, and then I'm going to be a little bit controversial, I guess. And I'm going to be controversial because I'm quite interested in your opinion as well. Oh. So I don't think in today's world a membership model works. Right. Well, I guess what I mean by that is we're in the information age, we've got the internet, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And like I think memberships were like groups and memberships were really important when we didn't have that and you kind of get together and you can have a conversation and, you know, learn something and but I think all that stuff is free now. It's like Yeah, that's true. And so I don't really know the point of paying for a membership yeah. to a group anymore. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, th- I think, I think I've, I, I wish someone was intelligent enough to Ooh. sit to sit down and figure <laughs> out how to make um, an inclusive industry body that is for free. I think that as particularly or maybe especially for students, that is supported by the generation above them. So perhaps we, as people of industry, maybe, may have to pay something, but then that, that's offset and it makes it free for students. And I'm not yep. talking about giving them a, 
a USB and a like a like a tote bag and mm. you know all this kind of kitschy kind of stuff. They don't necessarily have to do anything, but it could support you know having having the database and having someone that you can call if you need help. Yeah. Having slowly over the years, like you know, stockpiling things like. So what do I do about tax? Stop stockpiling things like what do I do about free pitching? You know, yeah. what do I like having a place where people can go and Google that and it's Australian specific? But can't they just Google it? But you don't. You, you sh- but yeah, but you don't know if you can trust it. So right. people will go to their network and find out the answer to that question. But if you don't have a network, which yep. I which I think is a problem, like I could ask dozens of people. But when I graduated, I couldn't have asked anybody. Mm. I didn't know anybody. I knew no one. And if you know, I could Google it for sure. Even even back then in the day, I could Google it on my typewriter. <laughs> um, but who knows if I can trust it? Um, the common things that would come up may have pertained to American or Canadian law. Sure. Like, how does that stuff actually affect me? Because we have an ABN and they don't. We have GST. Yep. America doesn't. Like, all sorts of little things like that that are Australian-specific. Like this show. You know, we talk about, you know, we have... It's not called Australian Design Radio because all other design sucks. It's called Australian Design Radio because it wasn't, mm. you know, necessarily one that was talking about and celebrating that. It's the same reason why there's chapters of Creative Mornings all around the world and people are interested in other people's videos and stuff. Like, it is specific. We are different. We're not that many people spread out across, you know, a big country. Mm. And we have specific needs and specific problems and we're specifically isolated and all that sort of stuff. And we need our own need our own thing. But as you said, that information, you know, kind of is out there in a lot of ways, but it's not regulated in a way. Like if you're getting, you know, advice on, you know, should I go into freelance two days a week Mm. and do work at the pie shop for two days a week while I'm teaching myself graphic design at an online school, that is like a very specific problem. Yep. You know, that you need to you need to make sure all those facts are right for them to make a decision for themselves. Yep. Um, but, it, you know, I just think that information should be there and it, you should be able to rely on that coming from, like, a particular source. Yeah, I think... And, th- and that kind of idea of the industry body that, that kind of is the, is the place you go to for the kind of final word on something. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. A bit authority. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Um, I think I think I think Agda wants to do that, and I think you know there's some really amazing people in Agda. Like, true. Well, that's the thing. Everybody I know that yeah. is involved with Agda is our friends. Yeah, I know, and I yeah. love them. And it's, and and it's, it's a hard thing, and it's just. And I guess I guess I should just clarify at the end of it. Um, you know, I hope it, I hope they do really well, and but I just felt like me in that position is probably not helping anyone. Sure. And so it was best to kind of step aside so someone else could take it. Who who would do a great job? Have they filled your role yet? Don't know. <laughs> I know a lot of people are very excited about Linda Jukic, who would be amazing. Yeah, at, a, at anything. Yeah, yeah. At, a, <laughs> at anything. Yeah. Um, so we should get her on actually. Yeah, we should talk to Linda. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it's um, so yeah, so that's that's my two cents. That's on. a big change. It, yeah. it has been a big change actually. It's been yeah. it's been um. Doing, you're spending a lot of time working on that stuff. I've ca- I've cared about Agda for a long time, and I still mm. really do care about the industry and everything. I just feel like yeah, it's time for hmm. caring in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds creepy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> caring in a different way. Um, yeah. Well, there hey, you go. We we got some shout outs as well that we should probably mention. 
Oh yeah, of course. So at the moment, the best thing that you can do if you if you do like the show, if you've liked these twenty episodes and everything like that, is to send money to this bank account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, other than buying us a beer if you see us out, is giving us a rating or even better yet, a, a, a nice a nice rating actually, preferably. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, but yeah, a five star rating would be great. Yeah, in the iTunes store, it's just be, it's not just for our vanity; it helps other people find it. It helps uh, regular kind of comments in there helps put us helps put the show in um, a new and noteworthy section, which is where most people will go when they're trying to look for a new podcast. So anyway, uh, we thought we'd just give a shout out to some some people who had taken the time to to give us a five star rating. Um, in so Jimmy D and Adam C. Um, Looking forward to you saying this next one. C. Well, it's the first. Yeah. Okay. It says C. <laughs> Ocon, um, so who knows? Um, Taryn G, uh, Leonie D, and, and John D. There's a lot of D's in there. That's in, our innuendo. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Um, but sh- huge shout out! Like, thank you so much, guys. It, it really does. It really does help. So if you're looking for something to do for the next three minutes, maybe <laughs> jump in there and do that. Um, takes, I don't know if anyone noticed. Three minutes, does it? <laughs> You always you always round it down. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. So whenever you go to do an online survey, it's always like this only takes five minutes, <laughs> but you get five minutes into it, and you think, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> but then you go next, 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 and before you realise it, you spent twenty minutes responding yeah. to this survey. Um, so yeah, three minutes definitely. <laughs> also, updated the logo kind of covertly mm. um, in the background. Didn't even tell me. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> I was doing it. Um, so you know, trying to take an entrepreneurial look at this whole idea of doing a podcast when it first came out can't help myself you know had to do a brand had to do like a brand guideline had to do had to have an idea and all that sort of stuff I won't bore you guys by talking in the detail about that but the idea still remains the same it's just been tidied up a little bit and I sort of realised that if we're going to have this many people listening to the show then I probably should clean up the the that gaps between goes the for, I mean, that, that really like you know what Buzz said about um, preview just right. this idea that he realized that he, he had an audience and yeah. you know, whether the audience is one I mean like you know it, your mum and my mum are obviously our main audience right. this podcast but yeah. uh, you know even if that audience is small it's like you've got an audience who have come to you and are using what you're producing right and I think it's really important I think you know it's that kind of that really made so much sense to me it's like you know care for that audience and then that audience will grow yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Anyway, it got updated, so <laughs> I hope you like it. <laughs> Haven't retroactively gone through and updated any of the older stuff. I'm kind of in two minds about it. There's a whole. Uh, I remember when blogging was, you know, really popular. There was a whole thing about, you know, do you go back and look at your old posts and fix them up because you've become such a prolific and famous right blogger. Right. And I remember someone saying, well, no, because that was just then and this is now. And yep. in five years, you know, I don't want to be spending my time doing that. Clean, I want to be writing the new grammar stuff. and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff and updating things and, yep. and everything. I said no. So, I'm, I'm kind of in that mind of it. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I, well, as I think we started off the episode by talking about, like, I really love evolution. Yeah. And I love being able to see that evolution. So, yeah. I hate when a brand or something kind of almost doesn't talk about a particular part of their brand. Yeah. For instance, Smith Crisps with the Gobble Dock. Right. Do you remember the Gobble Dock? I remember the Gobble Dock really well. Not yeah. bad to talk about it. So Smith's, You don't want to talk about Smith's it. Smith Crisps has got rid of that from their timeline. Yeah. But it was oh, huge. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, so like you 
yeah. struggle to find it. Yeah, you, you you won't be able to find anything on the internet or anything. It's, yeah, right. um, um, Everything's on the internet. Still, yeah, don't worry about that. You can find it if you want to, but you mean like public audience googling? They've tried to remove it. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to, and I really hate that because, like, okay, it, look, looking back on it, it's pretty weird. Yeah, it uh, was pretty weird. It was really weird for the kid for the kids out there. <laughs> it's basically I was going to relate it to Gremlins, but if you don't know that, then you probably don't know. It was kind of it kind of looked like Alf, but like a weird. Do you remember Alf? Yeah, I remember Alf. Yeah. But yeah, we're still stuck in the same era of weird puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to. I, I mean, I was going to say Fraggle Rock is probably a little bit. It's a Muppet. It's basically an ugly Muppet. It was really, but ugly it was Muppet. way ugly. Yeah. I wonder why they took it down. Maybe there was a maybe there was something weird about it. Maybe the name offended people. I don't know, but it was, it, was, it was basically, yeah, it was a very weird, and, and if you didn't eat your crisps quick enough, he come and, the Gobbledock will come and get them. Yeah. And, uh, but at the time, it was fine. Yeah. Like, we, we all got along with it. It was, it was okay. But, um, yeah, but I guess looking back on it, it was a bit weird, and they thought, well, maybe we don't want that in our brand mm. history. But, yeah. yeah, so, and long story short, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like that kind of thing. I was like, if it, if it happened, it's like, you know, mm. it happened, and, like, let's, let's move on from that and... Mm. you know show how we learnt from that <laughs> mm. yeah and I'm not even saying that it was necessarily bad originally it just didn't quite work the The brand was just a little bit busy. I think I really liked it when it first came out I liked it because I because I made it 1400 by 1400 logo and I got in there at like 4000% and was trying to make sure that everything was perfect right but when you looked at it and it was 16 by 16 pixels it was just way too busy I, th- I, so, like, I, I like what you've done with it yeah. But anyway, even if you didn't tell me, <laughs> you wait till I to see what I'm going to do with the, the theme music. Well, if I can get you to like it, then I'm sure most people will like it. Bang! It's all up. We can't we can't take any more of anyone's time. No, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for everyone who has commented, sent us emails. Um, we normally try to get back to every email. I know there's a few people that we haven't got back to. Yeah, um, because I wake up thinking about them, um, but. Yeah, literally, thank you so much for all the support and thank you for all our amazing guests who, I mean, we haven't had one person say no, which has just been awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you and um, look forward to seeing you in season three next week. (laughs) Next week. So, yeah, it's business as usual, actually. (laughs) It's quite funny. Um, We are are back next week. We're going to call it season three. Yep. Anyway. Um, Matt's going to do some new intro music. I'm, I'm not going to redesign the logo or the brand this time. He, he likes to do that halfway through. Yeah, about halfway through and covertly. But um, but yeah, as Matt said, thank you everybody for your support this this season and, and ongoing support. Hopefully, um, give us a rating in the iTunes store if you want other people to find it. If you want to keep it to yourself, that's fine too. Do whatever you like. So we would like to thank you for listening to Australian Design Radio. Uh, Matt, where can people find you, as always? Uh, Leechworth on Twitter. Yep. And I'm Flynn Tracy on pretty much everything. It's Flynn with one N. And you can find this episode and more at australiandesignradio.simplecast.fm. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. If you have any suggestions for topics, guests, or questions you'd like to ask us on the show, or just want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. We will try to get back to you. And um, just email Matt or Flynn at AUSDesignRadio.com. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.